Hey everybody, thanks for joining. Before we start the episode, I wanted to give you a little sneak peek of our setup. We are at Riders Field today. I'm not out on the field in the wind and the sun. I'm in a suite and our guest is gonna join us soon, but I just wanted to show you what's going on outside. So he's one of those outfielders out there uh, taking BP and shagging balls. And in just a few minutes, he's gonna join us and we'll get started with this episode of Hustle and Pro. Welcome to episode 154 of Hustle and Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. We're here at Riders Field, and our guest today is Rough Riders first baseman Blaine Krim. Welcome to Hustle and Pro. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It is fun to have you in person sitting down talking to you. Yeah. So in my notes, I have that um, you were drafted by the Rangers in 2019. You're a Mississippi College guy. Mm -hmm. um, and then you were named top first baseman in the postseason All-Star. Uh, player of the week, player of the month, then promoted up here to Frisco August 3rd of 21. Does all that sound right? That's correct. Okay, take us back a step before before the Blaine we know here in Frisco then. What was like your your childhood story of, of sports and baseball? Was it all sports or just baseball all the time? Typical baseball guy. Um, growing up, I was super unathletic. Unathletic? Uh, una very unathletic. Okay. Um, short, on the large side. Um, underdeveloped. I was younger for my grade, so I was kind of like, I was at some point two years behind some people that I was playing with. Oh, wow. um, so, you know, I was seeing them hitting puberty as I was growing up, and I was not. Um, but because of that, I just kind of fell in love with baseball. It's the only thing I was decent at at the time. And then my parents, of course, helped facilitate, you know, travel ball, and, you know, they, sacri yeah, they yeah. sacrificed everything for me to you know, playing every weekend, doing all that kind of stuff. So I've tried football out um, late middle school, early high school, got thrown around, bullied by some studs at my school. So that was not for me. I was eating grass too much. Oh man, where are you from? I'm from Mobile. Okay. Yep, so I was right next to Bubba Thompson. So I was watching him do his stuff in oh, the football yeah. field. Um, so I was kind of stuck with baseball. You know, of course I was the kid who dreamed of playing the MLB and going Division One first and just your prototypical dream. Um, found out early in high school that was not gonna be the thing for me. Um, all the schools I wanted to go to just believed I was underdeveloped, which I was. Um, so throughout my high school career, junior and senior year stuff kind of going my way, putting up some numbers, but at the time Mississippi College was really the on only real school that was interested in me. Um, they were giving me the opportunity to hit and pitch um, oh, okay. and so felt like that was the place for me went there had the best four years of my life um, met my wife met countless you know lifelong friends um, I actually talked to my coach today so it was just That's great. yeah unbelievable so what, experience so sometimes people don't realize in general how hard it is yeah um, when you're a parent of an athlete or an athlete with those dreams you think if they're really good, they'll be able to play at yeah. higher levels, right? Like, yeah. you just gotta be really good. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much more to it. So when you say you kind of hit you in, in early in high school, what do you just notice that, like, the talent around you or just the people aren't, you know, knocking on your door asking yeah. you or you're just not, you can just tell that it's just the numbers aren't there, right? Yeah. Um, my dad was, you know, one of those annoying parents in a good way. Um, you know, he was like, where do you want to go? Like, what do we need to do to get you there? You know, I went to camps, I went to try or showcases, yep. I went to these all-star things in Alabama to put myself in front of all these eyes. And, you know, they they liked what they saw, but like I said, they just kind of thought I was more of a JUCO route. 
then Division One route, and um, I wanted to be a doctor at the time. So Mississippi College had a good pre-med. I had good grades to where, um, you know, I got a good scholarship to go there. And, you know, I felt like I had the opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I could have gone junior college. And, you know, a lot, I'm playing with plenty of guys that played junior sure. college. So that could have been a route that was good for me. There are a lot of routes. Right? Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, you, you still end up here. So in yeah. 2019, you still get drafted by, yeah. well, you know, I'm a homer. So a great organization, yeah. I say, for the Rangers. Um, so do you, does it reset your expectations of, like, your dreams? And, your like, do you reset your goals? And now you're like, all right. I'm in the system, yeah. And so you start out in A League or A ball, right? And yeah. so you have these good seasons. And so now, like, how how are you looking at your goals and like defining what steps are your success? It's funny. Um, my first season, I was kind of like stunned that I got drafted. I'd seen so many guys in my conference do so well, way better than the numbers that I put up, and they never got a chance to get drafted. Um, Looking back, I apparently had some uh, more in-depth numbers that they liked um, that didn't just jump off the page at other people. But, you know, the Rangers were actually the first one on me. Um, Rick Schroeder and Brian Morrison did a good job of keeping up with me, and um, they made it known that they wanted me going into my senior year. And then I had some other teams kind of come in, but not enough to where I was like, wow, I'm a huge Locked draft in. prospect. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I still took a, had a sales job lined up. Um, Cause you never know. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. getting, you know, I knew I was about to be engaged. So, and I knew the route, you know, I, I didn't have any buddies that were playing minor league baseball besides Bubba. And of course Bubba was the first rounder. I didn't know anybody that would have taken a similar route to me as me. So I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So honestly going into my first season, it was kind of just like, hey, I'm just gonna play this, this one season. Um, and just see where it goes. I think that's all you can do is yeah. season by season, or you know, yeah. part of the season by part of the season yeah. too. As you, as you know, you know, you never know where you're gonna end up. Um, okay, that's interesting. But I love that though. Every path is different, and you you can't control it. Right? Yeah, uh, that's a big part of it too. All right, so I was here for media day, which I can't believe was so long ago. Now <laughs> it's already like this season is already like in full swing um, but you talked about plate discipline and how last year you tried to do too much you feel like in expanding your your uh, strike zone so here we are recording this at the end of may 10 home runs in how are you feeling now i feel like it's kind of starting to pick up um i feel like a lot of the swings that i was putting on balls early in the season were good but maybe necessarily the results weren't coming um, i was kind of feeling some stuff out and you know, I felt good about, like you said, the plate discipline. I felt like I was taking pitches that I should have been taking. I didn't feel like I was really chasing. I just feel like I was kind of getting pitched well by some of the staffs we were seeing, you know, which is going to happen. But, um, you know, in reality, to hit these guys, you have to hit their mistakes. You're not hitting their, their good pitches. Right. And so I just felt like I was getting pitched really well. And then, you know, two or three weeks ago, I felt like my swing started kind of taking off. I started to feel stuff I felt last year and kind of just ran with it um you know of course the being in the top five of this order is is fun to hit into you know i'm hitting in good spots a lot of the time yeah. and you know they either got to throw to foss me or or duran or dustin or jo so it's kind of like one of us mistaken yeah yeah, yeah, yeah somebody's yeah. gonna get pitches to hit it's just about knowing that you might not get one this go around and being okay not pressing that one at bat knowing that maybe another at bat in the game you're going to get that mistake sure. and i feel like if you're worried about 
you know, trying to do too much. This one at bat, it can just carry over, carry over, carry over. You're 15 at bats in, you only got two hits, and you're like, man, I could have really nipped this in the bud. You yeah. know, three at bats in. Yeah. Um, That's that patience, though, with yeah. this sport is that you have to let those at-bats go behind yeah. you, right? I mean, there's a time to go look at them and, and figure out if there's something wrong, but for the most part, you have to just push on to yeah. the next and let it go. Yeah. yeah, you just have to flush every, you know, every night you leave here to you're coming back a new day. Um, you know, I had one of our mental performance skills guys tell me a few weeks ago, actually, where I, I feel like he helped me turn some stuff around. Um, didn't really have a release coming off the field. I was kind of taking it home with me and, yeah. you know, letting things compound. And he told me about Jim Tomey. Um, when he was going really good in his career, he would write down his positives and negatives from each game. And on the way out, he'd ball it up, throw it away in the trash, oh, and it. walk out. Yeah. So it was kind of just that mental reset. And yeah. I kind of took that to heart. And I feel like it's uh, going a long way. And plus, you know, I, I live with three baseball guys that are, you know, they're all from different backgrounds. And they're all different players, different mindsets. And I feel like they help me, you know, release as well. So. Okay. Now let's take a quick break. For a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you guys about Beyond Studios. I'm going there for Pilates right now and I love it and I want you guys to try it out. You can actually try your first class for free when you use my code Hustle and Pro. That's Hustle ampersand, ampersand Pro and you'll get your first class for free. So you can check it out at either their Beyond Studios location in West Frisco on 4th Army or the Beyond 500, which is at Lebanon and Legacy, and that's more of a cardio workout. So head to thebeyondstudios.com to find out more. And now let's get you back to this episode of Hustle and Pro. I was going to ask you about your living situation. Mm -hmm. you, you're married, and mm -hmm. I also want to talk to you about that too because you mentioned that the other day. That um, I love, which I love what you said. We're going to talk about her in a second, but. So you're in a team housing situation. Mm -hmm. I know that you're not the only married one here, are you? No, you know, no, there's no. There's several, right? Yeah. So, so um, I wondered that though. I, like, is, do you get a chance to be in the same city with your wife, or yeah. do you guys just have to be split because of your both of your coach or jobs? So she's her co her head coach, her boss is actually letting her be with me until August of this year. Um, I, I think he kind of realizes how hard it is and how hard it can be. And I think he's, he saw how it affected her last year, um, which is great on his part. Right, right. And so she gets to be with me for the most part until August, you know, she gets to work remotely and recruit around here. And okay. she goes, she'll get like, she's going back next week um, to help out and stuff like that. But isn't the worst place to recruit female so right, soccer players. Right. Yeah. And there's she, a lot of soccer activity. She right. loves it here. This is her happy place. That's I know great. at some point, you know, we want to end up here. But yeah, it's me and her and my dog. Um, we're, we have the master and then Kellen Strom, Dustin Harris and Trey Hare. Oh so we're in a gosh. four bedroom. We're about 10 minutes away. She's a saint. You yeah, she's great. She's great, <laughs> but she loves it. I mean, you know, we get our date nights and the guys are really good about it when they, you know, when it's, hey, it's time for me to go. Yeah, or, that's you know, awesome. You that's know, great. Yeah, so it's great. All right, so she's so, uh, you know, I didn't say it outright, but she's a D2 soccer coach um, mm -hmm. up at Greenville. Yes. Um, and, and I'm quoting you from what you said when I was out there on Media Day. You said, you said, she's a stud. Yeah. And I love that. And that like stuck with me because you were so like, you know, you're talking about baseball, but then somebody asked you about her, or you said something and, and then you like lit up and you're like, she's awesome. Yeah. And you know, all this stuff about her. So I, I just, I think that's awesome. And 
that you like threw it out there. It's yeah. fine. It's great. Like tell everybody how awesome she is. Yeah, I could talk about. And y'all met in college, time. you said. We did. Thank, you know, her. She had a weird story. Um, absolute, like I said, stud coming out of high school. Didn't know her. Um, you know, googled her, read about her. Once I was starting to talk to her. That's great. Um, you know, national team, uh, all that good stuff. Oh, wow. um, you know, almost qualified for uh, the World Cup team and all that kind of, or like the young, her age group yep. going like to the high 19s. school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. And so went to Arkansas out of high school um, and had a bad leg injury um, and then just some other stuff going on and transferred back home to Mississippi, went to Mississippi College and, you know, thankfully met her and kind of hit it off both both very passionate competitive athletes um, she can always hold above me that she was an all-american and i wasn't and She's got you on something. yeah so she, i love it. It, it like my husband and i are not at y'all's level obviously but, <laughs> it, but we met in this similar like he's a soccer player and we met in college um he was playing there and but we've always been competitive in sports yeah it's it's like a big part of our family yeah it is two kids now and so it's it's like a lot of our life people yeah. laugh at us because we're either always here or at an fc dallas game yeah. because soccer is so important to us or at right over here at the basketball at the legends yeah. or something and so it because we met playing sports in college yeah. like it's just like it yeah. formed our our life you know i'm yeah. sure that's how you guys are since you both work in sports yeah, yeah. i'm very i mean i i try and be involved with her soccer team because you know of course my off season's her season um, I'm close to a lot of the girls. I'm close with the coach. You know, we're close with their family. So, it's a it's a really cool it's a cool thing to watch her coach. Yeah. Um, of course, you know she's having a tough time not playing, um, but she what the impact she makes with those girls is incredible to see in person. And she's super passionate, like I said, super competitive, and um, you know she's very gifted in the soccer world. So she pushes me off the field. You know, sometimes too much, but um, <laughs> has very high expectations for me as a person, as a man, as a player. Yeah, she's great. That's fantastic. I think what brought that up is you were talking about winter ball. And so yeah. um, I'm curious, and just for those who don't understand how that all works and why you would, you know, why you go do that, is it simply a development step just to get more, it was, get more experience? It was developmental and financial for me. Um, you know, it's, I was able to make more than I've made my whole career in just three short months. Wow. And it's still, I mean, it still wasn't a ton of money, but. See, I never realized that. Yeah. I just always assumed it was an extension of this season to keep, just to, yeah. I don't know, to get, to get more at-bats, to yeah. get more, uh, to work on something. But and I didn't for, realize it, I never factored that into it. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I kind of went, the plate discipline was a big thing for me going down there. Um. You know, I wanted to work on striking out less, walking more. I wanted to work on, you know, trying to keep the ball in the air and off the ground. You know, I was trying to fine tune my game at the plate and, and defensively as well. Um, I actually ended up DHing like 90% of the time though. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, being a senior sign um, is, t is tough. It, you know, it's great, it's a great opportunity, but it's just, it can be tough. And yeah. you know, that was a great off season quote unquote job for me and my wife. And so, you know, it was kind of a blessing in, in, so, in both aspects for me. So time-wise, you finish up here. I mean, this last season for the Rough Riders ended, ended later than normal mm -hmm. normal seasons would because they mm -hmm. got a different start dates that got moved around. 
So you finish up here what in September? Yeah. And then when do you get a break? And then you are you headed to Puerto Rico? Like where I had, you were in Puerto Rico, yeah? Yes. Okay. I had about a three week break. Oh, okay. And then I got we got like two weeks of preseason whatever down there. And it was at, the schedule down there was great. I mean, we played three to four days a week, max. Um, you know, I lived on it, lived from here to the stands right there from the beach. Oh, okay. So, you know, of course, I got to see Puerto Rico. You know, That's baseball's nice. taking me all, all across the world. So it, yeah. it was tough not being with my wife. Um, I got to come home for two weeks for Christmas. And then I went right back for playoffs and then came back. And if we, if I would have made the Caribbean series, then I probably would have had a week before spring training. Oh gosh. So that would have been a lot. But Can they overlap? If you go No, it wouldn't have overlapped, but it would have been really close. come home, pack, mm, kiss my wife, that's, go. That's, <laughs> that's hard, yeah. yeah. And then because does spring training start March, February? When are you back here? It was, it was mid-February. Or not here, but mid-February. Yeah, because yeah, I, early. yeah. Yeah, that's so, a lot. And it would have been earlier if it wasn't for the lockout, so. Mm. Yeah. I know, one day we're gonna get back to a normal, yeah. right? A normal baseball season for everybody, starting and stopping. So you talked about uh, you were DHing and you didn't really get a whole lot of defensive play out there, mm -hmm. or down there, out there. Um, here, you are playing mostly first base? Or yeah. Or playing outfield? I saw you shagging balls in the outfield a while ago. Yeah. Are you always out there ready? Or what's your... Try, yeah, I mean, I, I got to play here, I played more outfield here last year than I did first. Um, mainly because we had Huff at first. But, you know, here it's five to six, you know, five days usually at first, maybe one DH, maybe one off day, mm -hmm. which is my favorite. I, I love playing first. I feel very comfortable over there. Uh, that's where I've always played. Mm -hmm. You know, outfield, of course, is it can add two spots in the lineup for me, you know, in the future. Um, just try and stay like, I don't want to get to the point where they throw me out there one day and I'd be like, dang, I haven't taken a fly ball in two years. Right. So it's kind of like... You don't want to lose it. Yeah, it's more just... So what do you mean it opens up two spots in the lineup? Like, just you mean on this roster or anywhere else in the future? Like, yeah. they can place you at yeah. center or left? And or? Right, in right corner outfield. Okay. Yeah, and then at the same time, I'd try and take ground balls at third. So that way, okay. ma that way maybe, you Even know, then, first, yeah. third, right, left, DH. Just if I can, yeah, see if I, you as more utility. Yeah, than if I can have five spots, yeah. then, you know, it's way better than just being locked into first base because then you have a lot more pressure to to oh. hit <laughs> yeah well then you're all i mean not that you're only a first baseman not that that's a problem but it's it's a disadvantage to you if you are sit, finding yourself yeah. on a team that has a first baseman they're right. good with and they don't need another you're right. one or, exactly. or the one that they need is you're backing up and you're never yeah. getting out there exactly so opening up your possibilities so um but you you're open to both. How do you know what you're going to play each week? I mean, do you just, or do you right now just know your, your first base and that's your role? Yeah, we've, I mean, you know, you have conversations leaving spring training, um, you know, with some of the people in the org and they kind of give you a, a forecast of what they think is going to happen this year or like where they want you to play, what they want you to do. Um, mine was fine tuning first base, trying to just be the best first baseman I could be. Okay. Um, so, you know, of course, being on the same page with JG here, um, just getting my work in over there. But then at the same time, like I said, trying to take ground balls at third just to stay athletic, just in case. Because yeah. um, last year I played third because we had two injuries, bang, bang, in high A. Yeah, especially the end of the season, you just never know what yeah. you're going to need. And JG, so, is that what you guys call your yeah. coach? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
And like I said, I mean, if you look at our infield, our infield is stacked. So, I mean, I'm the low on the totem pole no. when it comes to playing. And then it's the same in the outfield. So that's why, you know, I, I try and take pride in playing first. Sure. Um, I really, I think I'm only the, the only primary first baseman on the team. So that's, that's kind of also why you know, like, I'm probably, if I'm going to play today, I'm playing first. Yeah. Or DH. Right. So. Yeah. DH, is it, I mean, this might sound stupid, but it's not your day off, but is it like, is it sort of like your yeah. day off? Yeah. For you know me, you're it's not a, taking the field. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, the season's so long and you play so many games that, like, in your mind, you tell yourself, like, dang, man, a day off would be great today. Mm -hmm. But when I come to the field and I stand in the dugout and the game's going on, I'm like, all right, I don't want to be off. You don't want to. Yeah. Be. So it's kind of, you know, like. You're in it. Yeah. Once you're in it. Yeah. Once I'm here and I'm at the game, like, yeah. I want to play. Yeah. So, you know, DH days kind of are a day off for me. Um, you know, I still stay locked in during the game. You know, you, you don't know when you're about to bat, but, you know, it, yeah. it does give the body a nice rest. So, um, on real days off when you're not in the lineup, are you. Are you here? Yeah. You're here. Yeah. You're still We're here. We're here. Yeah, we pr we do everything except play. You're just okay. Yeah, and you can you know, you get to take it easy, sw you know, you don't have to hit if you don't want to necessarily. You don't have to hit on game days if you don't want to and you're if you're playing. It's it's very individualized mm -hmm. and everybody yeah. warms up and preps in their own yeah. way. It's not it's not team sanctioned that yeah. everybody has exactly. to. Exactly. So usually off day is a good day to get your lift in or you know, get with the trainer and get you know, your all your accessory stuff done, so spa day, yeah, that kind of thing. A little relaxing day. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, I don't know what you called it, uh, performance. Mental performance. Mental yeah. performance. Is that something? Do you know if the Rough Riders have always had that? Is that a new? Or it's a so it's a Rangers thing. So oh, they're, it's a Rangers. They, yeah, yeah. So they. I've never. I've just never heard anybody talk about it. So I'm curious. Yeah. I love we have. We have two. Um, that are, you know, one's mainly with the big league club mm -hmm. and then the other one roams like throughout all minor league teams. So we'll get them for like a week here and a week there. So we've had each one one week. So we've had a mental performance person here two weeks out of our season so far. We'll probably have them like six weeks total if yeah. you look at the whole year. And it's not, and, but at the same time, if I want to call them right when we get done here, I can call They're them. They're available to yeah. you. Yeah. That's cool. So I it, wonder, I'm going to ask how long that's been going on just out of curiosity. Um, I think it's so great. Yeah. You know, like, especially you're not alone in this situation. You're married and you, you're not alone and you're not one of the youngest here. Right. right. But, like, th it, that really probably does help some guys who yeah. feel a little more lost than others. Yeah. Right. Because this, this is a level where is, you know, it can be the first time people have ever failed. And that's tough because I think this is one of the tougher leagues to play in. Mm -hmm. Um you know, there's the cliche saying if you can hit, if you can play in Double A, you can play in the big leagues. Which, you know, I don't really know if that's true or not. But um, sometimes there is no Triple A for people that, especially yeah. here, you're just you, you go yeah. straight and and sometimes it depends on how long you get to stay here. Too. Yeah. You know, if it's on purpose and you do get to go straight there, you are ready. Right. You know. Right. And and especially like with the level of play that you mentioned, your lineup and your pitching, you know, staff and everything. Yeah. You are seeing. A really high level. Yeah, of what's I mean, they have four big leaguers over there right now. They're throwing against us this week, so. Oh yeah. We're getting prepped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's but that's good. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, good. it's cool to see for. how you match up. It's so. what it's what you're here for. It's what this league is, you know, here to do. It's development, right? Yeah. Get better by seeing better people. Um, I was going to ask you. We said something earlier. Um, 
maybe growing up? Something you talked about, but who were, or maybe playing first base, who were you watching when you were a kid? Like, who's your, your baseball guys that you watched and looked up to? So, I was a bit, like, being, you know, Alabama doesn't have their, a team. A lot of Braves fans down there, mm -hmm. so I, I liked Chipper Jones a lot. I didn't really have a team. Okay. I was just a big baseball guy. Yeah. Um, loved Big Poppy, loved A-Rod, loved Jeter, loved Miguel Cabrera. Um, but I really started to appreciate it, like, once I got into pro ball, like uh -huh. seeing what these dudes are doing every day. Yeah. Because you realize it's the same game. Like, you're playing the same game, but, like, it's so hard. It's so hard. I just, there's the, they make it look so easy. Yeah, the guys that are doing it year after year after year, and real and just kind of grasping how they're doing it yep. you know making those 0 for 15s they're making them 0 for 7s that's the difference between the guys that are you know playing for 10 years and the guys that are playing for three so yeah growing up it was you know the hitters yeah. i just like the hitters yeah, yeah. so um you know that's all my parents ever did with me was hit 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 it's probably why i was always fat it's because we never did any <laughs> running or agilities or anything like that so it is well, what I think it is. it's working out for Yeah, just it is fine. what it is. Yeah. No, hearing you say all that, um, all those names, it reminds me, like, the different baseball generations that, that we are. So this is probably going to air, um, I think, close to your birthday. So happy early birthday. Thank you. You have a June birthday, yes? Yes, June 17th. Uh, when you were being born, I was unpacking out at college in Lubbock at Texas Tech. <laughs> and so... That is our, our, our life experience age, yeah. age gap, but, um, but it doesn't matter. I just love, I wanted to hear the names that you grew up watching. So that's awesome. That's great. Those are good, good names and good guys to look up to. So thanks for your time. Yeah, of course. Thank <clears> you. I know it's game day and yeah. I know you're, you got to get in it and you're focused. Um, but I was here a couple nights ago, saw you hit a two run homer. I can't remember if it was center, center, right, maybe right center, right center. Yeah, it's pulling yeah. out to left today though, so hopefully we can get a pull side on today. Okay, well I'll be here tonight too, okay. so I'll be I'll be hollering for you. Well, if you see a very blonde-headed girl, that's my wife. Okay. I'm sure there'll be plenty of them, but I'll, she, I'll watch out for I her. I think she sticks out like a sore thumb, but I think I'm biased. I'll watch for her. Very cool. Well, we'll be rooting for you. So thanks thank for your you. time. Of course, All thank right. you. And thank you for watching this episode of Hustle and Pro. Remember to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Instagram to get the latest updates.